four episodes in, and we're pretty sure the end won't be aliens. It's the Watchers on the Couch. We are back for the Watchers on the Couch, Castle Rock, and we're about to talk about episode four, The Box. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> That's all um, I could think about when I saw that title. Yeah, and it's a different kind of box, but mm. it's slightly larger. It fits a whole person instead of just the head of... That's what she said. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. Before we get into the episode, we have some uh, stuff we need to get to first. Episode three, listener comments. Okay. Because we have a lot of participation, which I'm so definitely happy. liking. Yeah. People loved, first of all, people love the cat interruption board. How can you not? Yeah. Um, we had a lot of comments on that. And uh, Tim actually said it wouldn't be Watchers on the Couch without podcasts. It so. wouldn't, because if you think about it, every location has, well, no, Jimmy has a cat too, right? I did. Oh, he, that's not there anymore? R.I.P. <gasps> it died? It did. Oh, no. We won't get into the story behind it. It'll make this podcast sad right up top. Because <laughs> it's not already. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we will continue the cat interruption board. The count will continue through this episode, I'm sure. Every, we'll everyone, see if, there, if there's a clear leader after this though There might be. They're all tied. It's a dead heat right now. Yeah. We'll see how that goes, and we'll continue to uh, throw a post up on socials for that. Uh, as far as episode three goes, we had a few different people contribute um, talking about the episode. Um, this was Molly's episode, to remind everyone. Um, Al said Molly's episode felt like it could be a secondary plot and he felt like they maybe dove a little bit too much, like centered her around her a little too much to which I responded. Well, I feel like the scene with the kid at the end made up for it. Yeah. And there's only so many episodes like you gotta, you gotta put it in at some point. There's 10 episodes. So if they're ever going to dive into Molly and really establish the character that she is, then... I think they got to do it right away. Yeah. Because otherwise we're we're never going to figure anything out. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that with other characters or not moving forward, but we'll see, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, as of this recording, episode five premiered yesterday. We still have not watched it. I know, it's killing me. But I did see some responses of people on social media that were non-spoilers, so I'm happy about that. Thank you, people out there that are also watching this. Um, Shannon. Yeah, I saw Shannon said, Shannon's post, and I was like, thank you for not saying anything. There will anything be a in cliffhanger, that. though, apparently. Yeah. Which, I mean, there kind of has been. So Especially this episode. Yeah. Um, Dan said, and I quote, The kid's penis will bring about the rub-rub rapture. <laughs> um, obviously, that is a joke comment. We encourage said Joe comments. It's better than nothing. Um, I don't think that's true, though. You don't. You never know. I don't. That well, that's a fact. I don't know that, but I would venture to say we're probably safe from a rubber rapture. Um, also, Mike 
did contribute talking about episode three, but we're going to save that for the next episode because we're going to have Mike on as a guest. So we might as well <gasps> just save discussion with him about Molly's episode with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will be there with us in person at Mike D sound room. Also with a cat. Also with a cat. I don't know if the cat will be in the room with us though, so we might be safe from interruptions. I didn't hear that cat once. I would She's never a have known. Quiet cat. Yeah, had the cat been found and brought out. She's not pushing things over. She's not making hacking sounds. Eating right behind you. Is that oh. one is now? I fed them that's two a, hours ago too, in preparation so they wouldn't be munching. I mean, that's definitely on Mike though. So we got we're gonna have to yeah, tally and, one up for venom, venom right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that puts venom in the lead. Okay, so yeah, Wednesday, if everything goes to plan, Wednesday we'll be recording Friday or Friday. Sorry, Wednesday it'll be airing though. <laughs> yes. So uh, there's that. Let's move on to some and, comments. And today we have no peanut gallery here. That's well. right. We have no one here to interrupt us besides the cats. Besides and the I'm cats. sure that they will do so. They already have, in fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to some interesting things that I heard on a podcast. I think I've mentioned before that Mark Bernardin is one of the writers on this show. Or was, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he does a podcast with Kevin Smith. Kevin was away doing stuff, so he just did. Uh, uh, Mark just did an Instagram live thing where he answered a bunch of questions. Naturally, people asked about Castle Rock. Right. So, I have a bunch of interesting little tidbits that are non-spoilers that I wanted to share with people. Perfect. And I'll run down these really quickly so we can get to the episode. Um, they spent four months writing the show. So is that long or short? I don't really know i mean there's like 10 people working on it and they're all kind of bringing together their efforts to make this happen so i don't know if that's a long time or not but four months seems like a long time to write one thing mm-hmm. uh but it turned out good so far so i like that so far so good yeah um they start uh season they start okay so when they're starting to write they break it up into each person gets an episode and then uh, then they break it down into scenes. So um, the group, they'll, they'll bring their first draft of the episode to the, the group writers, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody will give notes. And then once that the notes and the, everything's written down, they give it to the network. And then it's completely out of their hands. So... And then um, they pray, hold their fingers. Yeah, exactly. They hope yeah. that all the stuff that they wrote stays in, but they're never sure until right. it actually airs, which is crazy. <clears throat> um, Mark wrote episode six, so we'll be seeing that fairly soon. Uh, I forgot what he said the uh, the title is, but I'm sure it's up by now somewhere. Um, he said it's really interesting to see the changes they made, though, up till now. Um, as of the recording that he put online... The Instagram live thing, they were up to episode three or four. So, mm-hmm. um, let's see here. They, uh, they decided they wanted to tell a story in the key of Stephen King and not just try to blatantly rip off something that he had already wrote. So that's good. Um, filter is filter. Okay. The name of so episode don't know what that means. It's very vague. That is very vague. Um, they uh, they said by doing this, they wanted to have a payoff that is like King, but without being his story. Mm-hmm. So, 
No, I, I'm enjoying what they're doing so far. For sure. Um, he said, let's see here. He This is a quote from him. Don't be flowery with your uh, writing in a show. Get to the point. And I think that that does definitely relate to how they wrote Castle Rock because yeah. uh, they're, gen- you know, and people can see by how we're doing this podcast, we go over everything because everything seems like there's a point to it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, besides, I don't know, there's a couple of scenes where it's like maybe they shouldn't have left it in. I don't know. Like the kid thing, I feel like that was just to maybe shoehorn a... a um, Which kid thing? Like where they're... They're all in that room doing the court deal, mm-hmm. like Lord of the Flies. Oh, yeah. Or like uh, Children of the Corn. It sort of seemed to me, and then that just might be my feeling on it, but it seemed like to me like that was just a shoehorn in a feeling of a King story and not yeah. even well, also, I progress feel like anything. That was, I could see it that way, but I also kind of see it as this is just another way we can show you how kind of fucked up this town is. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like the kids are just left to their own devices. Yeah, and we haven't we hadn't really seen much of any kids before this either, besides those druggy uh, hipsters. Right. Is there what's going on over there? Eating <laughs> plastic. I just fixed that. All right, so Venom gets another one. Jeez. Okay. Um, he said each writer did research, and um. They like each took some kind of Stephen King thing or multiple. So, you know, they would each take a book, mm-hmm. read that, come back with things that they thought were important to how King tells stories. Right. Characters that could be included or not, you know. And he said, um, this is the most interesting thing that he said is that when he was there while they were filming his episode, because they like to have whatever writer it was there. Just in case they can contribute a little bit. Yeah, good advice. Um, he said he felt bad that he wrote down uh, shooting in the woods at night because when they filmed it, it was the middle of winter oh, no. in Massachusetts and uh, <laughs> Oops. everyone was pretty miserable. Um, but that leads me to believe we're going to get more stuff with Henry's dad yeah, in well, that we'll episode because we'll they're outside flashback. at night in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. But let's move on to the actual episode, shall we? Yes. Is there anything you want to mention up top before we get started or no? Um, well, I wanted to uh, say that I was wrong in the last one that we did. Okay. Because I was dead sure that Henry was wearing that red jacket and he wasn't. So okay. My, my bad. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I, I actually want to mention before I forget that... Uh, Tim said Sarah binged all of our podcast episodes oh, yeah? so far, and she said that she wants us to dig more into what the Easter eggs mean because she's not as familiar with those characters or whatever they're referencing. Um, I, I told him, like, we definitely try to be as thorough as possible, but I also... There's so much. I know. Like, I kind of lack in some of the knowledge of some of these characters. I have... I'm almost finished with The Dark Half, which is one of the Pangborn books. Right. So I am digging into certain stuff, but, um, you know, with almost 60 books under his belt, you know, and, it's sort of and they're, hard to they're, do. And they're picking, like, pieces of characters, sure. you know? Like, they're, gra- they're grabbing a last name, and it's like, all right, well, Torrance, we know the la- yeah. last name, but does that really mean anything? Or are they just using that because, yeah, because it could be a distant relative? Torrance family, of course, is from The Shining. And- right. You know, we try to be, like I said, we try to be as thorough as possible. And there's another name in this episode that they throw in. Yes. And 
that comes up in multiple different things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, are they related to those people and how important is it or how yes. not important is it i so i i agree like yeah. i would I, with her i would love to deep dive into those more but it's just there's so much you have no idea what any of it really means so you know like we're they, trying yeah we're, we're trying <laughs> but thank you but thank you sarah for oh that. yeah for sure and i it excites me that people are like not just listening to them week to week but well, when they get time, go through all of them at once. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I totally dig that. So thank you guys for listening. Let's get to the episode. This is episode four, The Box. We did not watch this one together. No, but I watched it twice. I I'm, did too. I'm digging watching um, it twice. For sure. Like I like having one where I can watch with taking notes and then one where I don't. So hopefully yeah. between now and tomorrow, I get to watch episode five twice, but I don't know if that's going to happen yeah, or not. Yeah, happen. <laughs> um. Okay, so we open with uh, Winter Night Sky. Mm -hmm. And let's establish this. Is it Reverend Deaver or Pastor Deaver? I think it's Pastor. I'm, I, I think don't, it's Pastor. Okay. So from now on, we'll try to say Pastor instead of Reverend because I have been saying Reverend. <laughs> All, oh, also? Yeah. Side note. Um, how do you pronounce Officer Z's name? It's... I because neither one of us have it right. No, it it was it's Zuliski Zaluski Zaluski. Yes. All right. So we've been calling wrong. him Zelinski and um, Zaleski Zaleski. <laughs> um, I called him Oz at one point because yeah. I shorthanded my notes yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. write O Z. Yeah. And so I think last pod I kept hearing myself call him Oz and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> I ended up just calling writing Z at a certain point just because I didn't want to write. It I out wrote everything. out Officer Z every time, so I, okay. I made sure. I I would not call him Oz again, yeah, but I just wanted to say, I'm sorry, Officer Zaluski. For the record, it's Zaluski. Yes. Which is weird. I think it's Portuguese or something. I don't know. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, okay. So, Pastor Deaver <laughs> is yelling for Henry. Um, He's saying, Henry, where'd you go? And the uh, Henry's in bed stirring. The adult Henry, right? Yeah. So, obviously, he's having a nightmare. Right. Um we see some images that are sort of disjointed from inside a cage looking out. And there's dirt everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, we see legs outstretching or a body appearing from the body's view, mm -hmm. from the person's view, whoever's in the cage. Uh, so I was sort of confused by that. We see the person playing with the toy car, so we assume they might be a young person, maybe. Yeah. Um, you can't see who comes down the stairs, but you see them with a flashlight coming down and the rest of the room is pretty dark. Um, and then Henry awakens feeling some sort of presence in the room with him. He looks and then there is no one. Well, he looks, there is someone, but he turns on the light. And... Well, yeah, you sort of see some kind yeah. of motion happen really quickly and you don't know what is actually going on. He, he did the wrong thing. You just go back under the covers. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out your cell phone, turn on the flashlight. <laughs> You're safe under covers. Rock your body in mm -hmm. a very uh, mm -hmm. scared way. Yes. Um, okay, so then we get some nice Tom Waits as the uh, the music in the background. I was digging the music in this very episode. Very creepy. Yeah, for sure, all the way through. Mm -hmm. But there's a very creepy Tom Waits song, which his voice and just the way he sings and stuff is very creepy as it is, so it yeah. sort of fits. Um, Zalewski arrives at Shawshank and he doesn't feel good. Um and 
This is the first time of many times we get to see the coworker who wants to make him smile all the time. Yeah, well, first off, so we get, we get to see him travel through the prison to get to the surveillance room, which is him going through a whole bunch of different locked hallways mm-hmm. and just it clinking behind him. And yeah, that annoying bitch who just decided to keep telling him to smile. Like, I knew she was going to keep coming back a whole off, bunch, man. too. man. Like, nobody likes to be told that. Yeah, I have actually been told that in real life before. Uh, the gas station by my work, there yeah. was one guy that would be in there every single morning, and every single morning he told me to smile until finally I said, do you ask that of guys? And he goes, no. And I go, well, then why the fuck are you saying it to me? Yeah. Like, you don't know me. You know me because I come in here. I'm and proud of you for saying 730 that. 7.30 in the morning. Why would I be smiling? <laughs> right. I'm barely at, like out of bed at this point. Yeah. You know, like, you're seeing me maybe at my worst. Leave <laughs> me like, the fuck alone. Um. Yeah, somebody said that to me at work one time, and I was like... It just makes you want to punch them, right? It does. I feel like Sideshow Bob on The Simpsons for a second. It's like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so he sits down, gets ready for work. I think that's... Uh... And he smiles really creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the creepiest fucking smile. There's another one like that, too, later, I think. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Then we go to the creep, Deputy Warden, um, coming into the kid's cell, and he's threatening him. Oh, yeah. He's acting like he's such a fucking badass. Exactly, yeah. And he's, you know, telling him how, you know, there's been people like him before who wouldn't, you know, play ball. And, yeah, he's like, you should have taken the deal. Yeah. And I, you know, he's like, I was with him when they took down Saddam, and right. there was a guy who was mute, you know, mm-hmm. in air quotes, and fed him his teeth and got to the last ones and all of a sudden he had a name yeah and it's like oh what are you trying to say right so then the kid starts quoting uh revelations yes and um stands up and gets in his face yeah the one that i wrote down uh he says he has a name written on him which no one knows except for himself and uh you know kind of looking into the background of this a little bit um it kind of means without divine revelation, God's name cannot be known, you know, yeah. by a person who isn't of divinity. So, okay. Do you want to deep dive into theories right now? Like, can I say something sure, about yeah, this? Yeah, okay. go ahead. So I, I looked into because I went through, like I told you, confirmation, but I don't know the Bible. Mm. Um, so I was reading into what was said before and after what he said in the show because mm. I wanted to hear the full the full thing of Revelation. So it's Revelations nineteen eleven through sixteen is where he's pulling this from, yeah. um, and it's talking about Jesus coming. And uh, Nick had this theory about the kid and spouting off these Bible words. Okay, so. His thing is he thinks that the the whole time the kid was in the box, the old warden Lacey, because he is very religious, only read him the Bible. Oh. And just pounded that into him because he saw him as the devil. So what do you do to the devil? You try to exercise him. Mm-hmm. So Nick was like, have you ever noticed that whenever he talks, it's very choppy and childlike. But as soon as he started quoting the Bible, like he was very forceful and he knew what he was saying. And he's like, mm-hmm. I think it's because it was pounded into him. And as soon as the deputy warden or whoever said name, you know, it clicked in his head like that particular yeah, thing. What, what can I quote that will scare this guy mm-hmm. knowing the things that I know from 
you know, from this world, which is only Bible stuff. Right. You know, so that so I, I, I felt I was like that. That theory like, floats for me. I like that. Yeah, I, I really liked it. He also said some other things and then we got into like a discussion because I didn't agree with that. Yeah. Whatever the other part that he said. But I was like, no, that Bible thing, like yeah. I, I could see it because when we saw in Lacey's office, hmm. he just had all that Bible stuff everywhere. Right. He was a little obsessed with. Right. So maybe that's why. Because yeah. he was continually going down to that cage. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, anybody that has threatened this kid so far, he has responded in kind. <laughs> and uh, we don't know for sure, but he murdered a guy with cancer. With cancer. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I also loved how he just got up and the kid got up and just started walking towards the deputy warden until he walked him out of his cell and then just closed the cell and went right back in. I was mm-hmm. like, look at you. Yeah. Showing that pussy what's up. Thought he was so big I, I usually wrote down by the statement, like, is the kid claiming to be go- a, a god or god himself? You know what I mean? Yeah. By saying this, you know, this insane revelations quote to him, you know, it's a very threatening sounding quote to him. Yeah, but it's about Jesus coming and like yeah. riding in with the angels and the saints mm-hmm. and, you know, covered in either the blood of him on the cross or of the people he's killed. Mm-hmm. People were divided on that. Um but yeah, it's very interesting to think it, about it was, what was, what this these quotes mean. Yeah, as sent, you know, I always feel like in the situation he's in. I always feel like everything has a double meaning. Totally, so I'm uh, especially with him. Yeah. any dialogue he has, you immediately are like, what does this mean? Yeah, yeah. and I really like this scene because I liked how I loved his his eyes. They oh, were just yeah. so intense. It's and, crazy. And and the deputy warden runs away. He about shits his <laughs> yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> so then we move to. Um, Pangborn and Henry, he's telling uh, Pangborn, they're in a car or truck or something. Um, mm-hmm. The same truck that he rescued in. Right. Him in, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Henry's telling Pangborn that the hearing is scheduled. He's asking who the judge is and he doesn't know. Um, they go to the landfill to find uh, Pastor Deaver's barrel site. Mm-hmm. Is it a landfill? That, I think that's <laughs> what they said, but it's it's a weird... You know, it's like on the outskirts of town, pretty yeah. much. They they, it's it's a wooded area. Yeah, they like established that way earlier on one of the first episodes. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. So uh, Henry looks at uh, Pangborn weird when um, Alan is the one who uh, has to notarize the paperwork because you know? he's the one who signed to have him put there. Right, right. And Henry says uh, he's leaving after the hearing. He's taking mom, and that really pisses Pangborn off. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the first time I watched it, I didn't really see it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, as Pangborn, you know, like, of what follows after this. Mm-hmm. And then watching it again, I was like, oh, he's yeah. a shady motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's, <laughs> we find out that uh, Henry, well, Henry questions why Pangborn was, uh, was out in the woods in 91. And then... He's talking about them potentially having an affair. Yeah, he thinks they've been together for like 30 plus years. Right, right. Because why else would this random stranger, even though he is a police officer, why would he be out there still? Yeah, so do you think he's spot on with that or no? I think he is, yeah. Yeah, Because then he immediately says that he'll marry his mom to make it legal. Like, I feel like he genuinely cares for her yeah see i think it's more of a protector relationship mm-hmm. like i think 
you don't you haven't really seen them be intimate at all yeah. and that i you know that obviously like with henry around they're not going to be because it's sort of impolite to be all over each other or whatever if that is a thing that is real you know what i mean between them right. but i think it's more of a protector like relationship where he's watching over her um, they are sweet to one another, but I don't necessarily think that they have maybe been having an affair. it's just the guilt. Like, you yeah. know, maybe they were having an affair before. And, and now then, it's turned and, into something and, else. And then, you know, the pastor dies and, mm. and now it's, you know, like, well, now I feel like I owe it to her. Yeah. And that would explain why he feels like he needs to marry her to make this smooth the situation out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. And that, you know, all of this could just be the entire source of Henry's distrust of Alan and Alan's distrust of Henry, you know. Right. They definitely have a strange relationship, you know. Like I said in an earlier episode, or maybe last episode, he's like Henry's tough love dad. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, Alan gets pissed. Right. When he says this, and he calls him ungrateful. And, uh. And he's like, what, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I really like the scene between them. Yeah. I feel like their characters are awesome together on screen. Oh, so. yeah. It's, it's it's just... I mean, you can feel the hate. Sure, for <laughs> sure. Uh, so then we move inside Henry's home. Um, we see a Twilight Zone episode on screen. I don't know if you picked that up or not. I did not, no. So I didn't on, on first watch either, but Amanda, uh, a listener and, and a watcher of the show told me that uh, she looked up the episode because mm-hmm. she remembered it. She's a Twilight Zone fan, as am I. And it's an episode called The Howling Man, which um, this man is tricked by the devil into letting him out of jail. Like the oh, man lets... Oh, fuck. What a- yeah. So it's like exactly the same. <laughs> what, what an Easter egg that is. Exactly. Oh, my God. It's like perfect. That is perfect. So uh, thank you, Amanda. Yeah, that was a good find. For so, sure. I mean... Front runner for the award for this week, I gotta say, yeah. just because like I love the Twilight Zone and I, even I miss that. But she's got sharp eyes. That one, man. And I was pausing like a motherfucker, yeah. rewinding the second. This time is around. when he walks in the door. Um, when and she's Pangborn walks in the door and it like pans through the living room before into the it kitchen. cuts to Ruth. Yeah, okay. Right. So uh, moving on from there, Alan and Henry's mom are talking. You sort of see a peek into their relationship. She is. Uh, from well, he, this conversation, she's like stronger than we previously gave her credit for. Yeah, but he kind of lies to her and tricks yeah. her with her dementia mm-hmm. or whatever because they don't know or she doesn't know what they really did. He says they went to Augusta mm-hmm. and went fishing or whatever. And but she does know he was with Henry because yeah, they yeah, left and, and he's like, "Don't you remember?" Like, yeah. and she was like, "Oh yeah," and even then, though she then didn't. he like hints at them her going to texas and she's like oh no i would she, much rather be here she, he uses reverse psychology yeah, on her right and it's so devious and that's what i was saying the first time i watched it i was thinking oh you know he actually yeah. is sweet he's trying to bring them two together exactly. and then the second time watching i'm like no he wasn't no, no he's he was, like he was being a shady motherfucker right and i think he may have even just been testing the waters a little bit to see like how she felt about it well, i think he was planting it in her head yeah so that way she could be the one to say I ain't doing that. Sure, yeah. You know? Um, she references uh, female Viking warriors as, too, as well. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, then we move to the bar. Molly and Henry are uh, sitting down talking, um, discussing the whole case yeah. that's going on. Uh, kidnapping kind of reminded him, reminded him of his own experiences. 
and we see uh, we see flashing visions again because mm-hmm. they're talking about this of playing with the car. Yeah, and there's not really much there in that scene. It's sort of a transitional thing, I think, like a reason for him to be at the bar, but well, I, maybe not. I, I felt that it was kind of weird because she was like, um, she was like, "Yeah, I daydream too. I see things." And she's like, pictures from the past. And I'm like, didn't you already tell him this? Why is he acting right. so astounded again? Like, right, why right. is not he remembering every single time you tell him this yeah. that you can do these things? Henry uh, Henry makes like a something in the water joke. You know, like there must be something in the water that's making all this, you know. Yeah, and she says she feels guilty for daydreaming. And he says, what do you feel guilty for? Mm. And it almost seems like she's going to tell him. Right. She's like, I have something I need to tell you. She gets interrupted yeah, by, they... by Zalewski. <laughs> We're going to do that. Let's just call him Zelensky. <laughs> you know you want to. I kind of want to call him Z, just so I don't have to say it anymore. <laughs> but, well... uh, so, yeah, from this conversation, I kind of got, though, that Henry doesn't quite accept the supernatural aspect of everything that's going down. No, yet. apparently you need to tell him 17 times before yeah, this sinks exactly. into his head. Like, she's been telling him this for two she, episodes. She told so. him as a child yeah. she, you know, could feel him masturbating. And then... We're bringing that back up. Sorry. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's like, he's been told so many times. Yeah. And every time he's like, oh. Yeah, but I guess... So weird. I don't know. I, I think, like... I don't know. That he forgot about that conversation they had however many years ago it was at this point. It's okay, like but he forgot the conversation from two days ago? Yeah, yeah. I know. That's a little weird. <laughs> They also didn't bring back up the whole masturbating thing, though. No. So. Or the fact that, you know, she was just in jail. They or may... that she was on TV. Like, Yeah. It's like, how else does she know? Dude, just accept it. Yeah. This town is weird. Things are happening. Get over yourself. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, Z interrupts them. He's on edge. He seems really in distress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he shows him a sketch he made of the cage that was down in the cellar. Yeah, because the cage is gone. Right. Um... He says he feels trapped, which you already knew. Uh, Henry coaches him to keep his cool during the hearing that's about to come up. Um, and Z says uh, everyone in town looks the other way. And it's not even that, you know, it's not even that anything supernatural is happening. It's just that all the bad has been able to yeah, I have the build dr- up over time because everyone just turns the, other, the, turns the cheek whenever things are going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He says it has some kind of luck, and he right. says it's not luck. It's because bad people know they're safe. Yeah, so maybe the town isn't evil necessarily. It's just it attracts bad people because they're able to get away with shit. Yeah, and he says, how many times can one town look the other way? Right, right. So that's kind of where we leave that but I, scene But I guess off. the town could look the other way if everybody forgets what's happening. Yeah. I, I mean, look what happened in Derry, you know? All those adults forgot what was going on. Yeah, it seems like in every... Stephen King town. The kids, the kids get it. Yeah, the kids. <laughs> the, the adults are all aloof. Right. They don't. And then the kids grow up, and they're all messed up in the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we go back to uh, Shawshank. We're seeing uh, prisoners being beaten as Z is walking in. Yeah. Um. Then we have a scene between uh, Zaleski and the kid talking him, to him through the bars of his cell. Uh, he tells him he has his back and gives him a fist bump. Which was the most awkward fist bump in the history of fist bumps. <laughs> it was, because the kid clearly has no idea kid what he's doing. The kid didn't get it, no. And I, he's like, he had a weird look, the kid did. And mm-hmm. I'm going one or two ways with this. 
Because he told the Nazi guy not to touch him. So mm -hmm. if we say, well, by touch, like he can give you, you know, yeah. like cancer, then, you know, like did something happen in that touch or that fist bump that they had or cause it, the, the kid just had like a, like they focused on him and it looked like he had a weird look. So either like he was passing some bad mojo on, yeah. on, you know, onto officer Z or he was seeing something. Yeah. But it, yeah, exactly. Like he's either, but see, the thing is, is that Z has been the only, one of the only people that's been good in this right. whole time. So, so I'm like, why, why would, would he... you, but then also what if it's not something he can control? Sure. Yeah. You know, like he told the guy, don't touch me. But he doesn't want to leave him hanging. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he got a fist bump. I know. Like, I'm, listen, I'm so confused. If you've ever been in that situation where you're trying to fist bump somebody or give them a <laughs> high five and then they like notice you and then choose to not, mm -hmm. you maybe he just didn't want to make him feel bad, you know? Yes. <laughs> He's being polite. I don't. Uh, the, yeah, that's just me being silly, of course. <laughs> um but there was a weird look. There's some ominous guess. stuff going on yeah. here. And as an audience, we know or we think something has already gone on with the kid before with the Nazi and the cancer. So mm -hmm. we're like, okay, well, uh, well whatever shit, the fist bump. Yeah, whatever's going on there cannot be good for Z. No. Um, we go to the security office with him and uh, Officer Smiley again tells, tells him, him smile. an even creepier smile back from Z. Um, and every time she says it in a new, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. funny way, like, I'm so clever. I hate her. I hate her, too. <laughs> I hate her so much. Me, too. I, I kept writing her down as bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, this bitch told him to smile again. <laughs> How this dare bitch. she? <laughs> um, so, and yeah, as speaking as a person with resting bitch face. Like, yeah, me, too. Just leave me alone. Yeah, just, it's fine. <laughs> We can I'm get a, we can get through our days together in these strange situations without you having to bring up that my face looks like I want to kill someone. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. maybe I just look like this. Maybe I I'm about ready to kill someone, and because you just said I should smile, it's <laughs> you just, now you. You just jumped <laughs> to the top of the list. Yeah. Congratulations. So then the same hand that he fist bumped with uses a marker to draw creepy ass smiley faces Super creepy. on random cameras. Yeah, or, all the uh, monitors. TV screens, right. Yeah. Um so that's where we leave that scene off. And then we move to the clerk's office. Uh, clerk. mm -hmm. Henry is searching for uh, old news. On through, the microfilm on, reader. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. which I'm sure you were enjoying as a library I was. I was employee. Like, ah. <laughs> Classic. Um, do they still have those, by the way? We sure do. Yeah, we so. have um, three of them. Wow. Yeah. They're really cool, too, because they're connected co to computers. So you, on the computer, hit scan. Yeah. They definitely scans didn't used to be. Scans it on the screen and then puts it on the computer. They definitely didn't used to be. You used to have to go get the librarian, have her load it in. Uh-huh. It was the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he's looking at old news and he reads his own story. And he uncovers that this person named Desjardins is, was an old suspect mm -hmm. that no one has ever brought up. Um, also, I wanted to say, because I was reading the article, I paused it mm -hmm. um, when they uh, said that there was um, a per like a suspect that they were mm -hmm. looking into. Um, the other, the, the suspects before him uh, was a bookstore owner oh. and a Christmas tree grower. 
Really? Were yeah, the initial so, suspects that they listed in that story. I don't know. Their names were D. Knuth and Ian Caldwell. Wow, you really dug into that one. <laughs> yeah, I paused. I was like, what does this story say? Yeah. I always like to pause whenever they do newspapers because mm-hmm. I like to see how in-depth yeah. like their people are yeah. as far as like details. Because sometimes you get like the newspaper and it's just like jumbled letters, you know, to yeah. look like a paragraph. But they actually wrote stuff. I did. And uh, maybe while... Um, one of us can look up if there's any deep dive uh, uh, Easter eggs mm-hmm. while we're going through, and just to like fill in any blanks if that because I don't know about those Easter eggs at all. You so, don't, you, you've never heard of the massacre with the Christmas tree grower? Like he's no, okay. <laughs> no, I have. But like I said, I haven't read everything. No, right. So, I mean, he could hard. be in something. Yeah, and as far as the uh, the dark half goes, no. That, and that is a Pangborn and Castle Rock Century I just book, felt so. like they were really random jobs yeah. to have. I yeah. mean, bookstore keeper, whatever, but the, the Christmas tree grower <laughs> yeah. of the town. The guy who owns a farm <laughs> on which all the Christmas trees are grown. Um, but we, but definitely Desjardins is a family name that comes from the story of the body. It also is in Carrie. Oh, okay. It's the gym teacher. Gotcha. But it's it's just Desjardins. So in in Castle Rock, they added an S to the last yeah. name. So, but yeah, yeah I don't she know. she she was the gym teacher. So I didn't know because, um, well, she uh, in the books she lives. So mm-hmm. I don't know if these are you know relatives of hers, mm-hmm. offspring. I'm not really sure because they. I was trying to internet that and mm-hmm. I wasn't finding any correlations between maybe anybody. not then, but. Yeah, for for listeners, for sure the body. For yeah, for listeners, uh, the body is what they based "Stand by Me" on, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic movie. If you're gonna watch a Stephen King movie, that you would be fooled that it is even a Stephen King movie. Yeah, "Stand by Me" is amazing, and also Carrie, one of his, you know, his first major first novel. Mo- it was his, yeah, and the and actually the first adapted movie as well. Mm-hmm. It's a fan, both of them fantastic. Must, must see and read. So, um, the, the movie's different. The movie the is book, a little different, right? Yeah. Cause it's, you know, but, but the, uh, the book is actually one of the shorter ones too. So you could finish that in a couple of days if you, if yeah, you really want to. I believe in, to. in the movie, it's, it's all just like in the gym pretty much. And then, you know, they show her going after John Travolta's character with the car. Right. Um, but in the book, I think she, she burns like the whole motherfucking town down almost. Yeah. And then, uh, like they, they just give up on that town. They're like, well, that one, that there. Yeah. Spoilers for the end of the, of Carrie though. Oh my I don't God, know how long it's been since you've seen it. Fantasy. You don't know. Well, uh, I was going to ask movie? you. Yeah. Uh, Pretty recently. Her mom, doesn't her mom's hand reach back up or something like that at the end? Is that a thing? It was Carrie's hand, I think. Carrie's Cause it, hand. Because okay. it, was, it was the girl. It's been a really long time yeah, since and she went. It. But it was a dream. Oh, okay. It was like a dream. So, yeah, we're really up on her knowledge, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Um, but yeah, so the Desjardins, um, yeah, they're the bad guys in the body. Okay. So... Then we go to Henry at home with his mom. He asks her about Desjardins, and uh, she says that they were rumored to be Nazis who lived out in the forest. And she's gotten some fish at this point. Yep. Um, he says that Vince, or she says that Vince is the one that they were looking at, right? Mm-hmm. And she pretty quickly tries to change the subject. 
And he says, like, where did you think I was when I was missing? And she gets pissed off and tells him, like, well, now that you want to just ship me off to Texas, you know. Yeah, she's like, oh, you want to talk? We'll talk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So she's a little more there than and and strong as a person than we gave her credit for. You know, this episode has sort of established that she she does kind of know what's going on. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Some yeah, <laughs> when she wants to, I guess. Um, so then we move to Molly selling uh, old Warden Lacey's house. Mm-hmm. He she's hiding weird stuff. <laughs> she uh, puts the, the urn in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, she. Excuse me. Um, and the buyers, potential buyers, find <laughs> the find the urn. I know. What snoops? My God. And yeah, why is he looking in the freezer? I know, right? Um. She tries to explain and put like a happy spin on the town. She's which, like, my, a serial strangler yeah. died in my house. You and I'm tell, fine. You can tell this is something she's done before. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, she's, and, and one of the, the buyers is kind of mesmerized by the art on the wall, which is of the lake. Which is his artwork that yeah, he did. Yeah. So I feel like there's some symbolism there with the lake being the thing that he gets so sucked into. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know exactly what. It would mean, but I think that it is significant that it is the lake that is the painting that he's so mesmerized by, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Let's see here. Then we move to Henry. Which, the serial strangler, that was another Easter egg that... Yeah, that's in Dead Zone. Yeah. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else they talk about in that scene. I don't think so. I just I just loved how flippant she was about how she yeah. she lived in a house where a stealer, serial strangler was. Um so, yes. Okay, so now we move to Henry at the Desjardins house, which is a beautiful oh, yeah. cottage <laughs> in the woods. I mean, it's just top notch. <laughs> there's no one there. Um he just walks right in. There <laughs> is boots sitting there, so somebody does live there still. You would you assume because there's two pairs of boots there like people don't just have boots. Yeah, okay, but you see boots and then you see a grand piano that's yeah. just like through the ceiling. Yeah, so the, the, the does somebody rotted. really live there? Yeah, exactly. But the the but he does kind of look in the kitchen and it does seem like That's where the piano is. Well, he's walking <laughs> He do, he walks through like there's a middle room yeah, where know. the piano takes up the entire room. The piano's in the kitchen. Yeah. Like there were like the sink was right behind yeah. it. Yeah, which um, is a great place for a piano. By, by the way, I yeah, mean, exactly. You, you just never know when you're gonna be doing dishes. Turn around, <laughs> want to play a little ditty. Also, look up into the second floor of your house. Right. Right. There's yeah. a hole in the floor. There's a skylight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a skylight to the top floor, not to the outside. So he thinks that there might be somebody around. He's not really sure. Um, he's being very cautious, though. Even though he is walking in somebody's house, he mm-hmm. is kind of being cautious about it and being quiet. Um, he looks in the backyard and sees a large wooden box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, there's a small window in the front of it, which is a cool shot from inside the box looking out mm-hmm. as he's out there. And you know what was in the box? His head, because that's what oh, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's padlocked. There's a little, there's a door in the box, and it's padlocked. So he breaks it open, and he finds a dirty cereal bowl. So mm-hmm. that's weird. Mm-hmm. How long would cereal last in a bowl of nastiness? Like, I mean, it looks like. I don't. I mean, know. well, it might have not been cereal. Obviously, that they was didn't have it. ants. Yeah, that <laughs> not would not have worked here. <laughs> um. 
So it, I yeah, I don't really think it's the same box from the visions earlier in the episode. No, there's not enough dirt, and yeah. there's a basement, and that, it's not like a see, cage front to it. Yeah, it's, uh, and you see somebody walking downstairs from the box that he was in. Yeah, so. but there's some there like there's a there's obvious themes going through this of boxes, right? Mm-hmm. There's I actually wrote this down. Oh okay. There's the Reverend's casket is a box. It is a box. This is a box in the backyard, of course. Uh, the security room is a small room, like a box, and the piano is a box. So there's boxes everywhere in this episode. <laughs> and and Molly has a box. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Full of Henry's things. What were you thinking? I was gonna say. <laughs> I I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but you were cracking up at your own joke, which is always great. I know. <laughs> can't help it i'm hilarious oh, all boy. up in here <laughs> episode title which which molly's box is debbie talking about <laughs> anyway let's move forward um a vehicle arrives it's an old man um he turns out to be a barber who thinks he's there to get his hair cut. <laughs> he's like, come on in. Yeah. Um, he's he, just doing some remodeling on the inside. Yeah. yeah, it looks great. He ends up telling Henry that he inherited the house from his brother. His name is uh, Yosef. And Vince, he says that Vince was uh, convicted of insurance fraud. Yeah. And Henry asks about Henry's case. And... Yosef seems to recognize him and says that he does. And um, Yosef has a box of his police files under his bed. Because why not? Which is... Okay, but first off, I mean, if you see the house, it's a hoarder's paradise. Mm -hmm. Like, there is shit all up in that upstairs. So, I mean, the fact that he has this, I mean, isn't really that surprising. Yeah, and then he he explains (laughs) that he pulled him out of the dump. Yeah. Uh. Which, uh, Pat Kelly's basement, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Pat Kelly. <laughs> yeah, right. Deep, deep <laughs> reference for people that are friends with our circle group. Right. Uh, let's see here. Then he asked so, about the wooden crate if, yeah. if he had a dog. And that's when we find out that he never lived there. Right. Vince didn't live at the house. It, uh, Joseph has always lived there. Right. Um, and... Yosef was the one who was accused. Is it Joseph or Yosef? I don't know. I wrote Joseph. Either way. That's how you spell it. Right. (laughs) Um, We could call him Osif. All right. We'll go with that. Let's just get everyone's names wrong. Yes, please. (laughs) Really make people angry. (laughs) Um, So let's see. So it turns out he was the one accused by police. He being Yosef. And he was really mad that they took his brother's toes and forefinger. Yeah, yeah. And he he also says something very interesting. He's like, I never touched you. Yeah, talking to Henry. He's, he's like, you know I never touched you. All up in his face. And again, there's like this touching theme emerges again. Like the kid touching mm-hmm. Z. Now he's touch- saying he didn't touch him. You know, mm-hmm. like there's all this, this weird thing that kind of runs through. And... uh he, I don't think that he means that he did. That means that he didn't keep him in the box necessarily. No. You know what I mean? Like he may have not touched him, weirdly. But I don't think he has anything to do with anything. I think they're. I don't know. You think he's a red herring? Yeah. Yeah. 
but, and, but I loved why he took the box, mm-hmm. and it was only because he wanted to see what they said about him. Yeah, <laughs> and the interaction is just weird because he's talking about bones and shit. And, but we learn how to um, do um, uh, the fraud thing that his brother did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, just cut off some fingers. <laughs> sure. Everyone loves doing that. Uh, nope, okay, so then we see Pastor Deaver's casket uh, in shrink wrap. Get being uh, pulled out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've loved the background music under this part. Another great music moment in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of half related, like the way that Twin Peaks would also show moments like this. I don't know if you ever watched that show or not, but it's another super creepy, like supernatural show. Yeah. Uh, which kind of relates because, and I know this is a very far stretch, but... Um, the character that the whole series is based around is wrapped in plastic. Mm. And while they're doing this cool piano melody like they did on Twin Beaks all the time, the casket is wrapped in plastic. So I just made that connection in my own head. Of course, yeah. Um, Henry's at home and he his mom says, take off your shoes. Yeah, because your dad doesn't like the click Sure, box. yeah. Because so dad's going to care. He's been long dead. Yeah, so obviously she's not with it again. Right. Uh, and what was hung up everywhere in the kitchen? I'm not sure. I didn't notice that. Did you see that? that? She was like drying leaves or something. Yeah, that's but it weird. was a whole bunch of them. I'll go back and check that out. Yeah, it's when Henry sees Alan mm-hmm. in the backyard. Well, yeah. Th- so we see Pangborn fixing the fence. Mm-hmm. He accu- uh, Henry accuses Alan of not doing his job back in the day. Uh, and Alan Which tells. This is him off. Yeah. Alan off, yeah. And Alan tells Henry that uh, Henry's dad told Alan that Henry did it. Yeah, he's like, I know Henry. Henry hurt his dad. So. Well, he didn't say that. All he said was Henry did it. Yeah. But, but, so we don't know what that means. I think that he was referring Alan to. assumes pushes him off. Yeah. Yeah. I think flipped. that's what we're supposed to assume he's talking about. But I don't. Like you said, he's kind of being vague. Mm-hmm. Um, he's vague booking it. Alan played it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alan played out uh, like he was still investigating, but then he stopped. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, he wanted to make sure the DA thought he was doing his yeah, job. Yeah, stayed off his back about it. Because he didn't want to uncover you know, the truth that Henry really did do it. Yeah. So he was protecting him, is what he was saying. Yeah, and Henry doesn't believe any of this. No. Um, and then... <laughs> Alan I called said, him... Uh, I, b- before you say where okay. he was... He, I, I called him Carpenter Pangborn <laughs> in this part, because he's just like... All he cares about is fixing that damn fence. I know. Fence. He's like, I'm just out here trying to keep this fucking fence from falling down. And what's what's <laughs> awesome about this is like, Pingborn, by him being a carpenter, he's also Christ-like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got the kid who's claiming to be God, maybe. Mm-hmm. and Or some kind of... Satan. Some kind of uh, supernatural, otherworldly being or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have Pangborn fixing a fence. He's a carpenter. He's like Jesus. <laughs> so there you go. I'm making connections I mean, that I are mean, very, very. He did very bring loose. fish. To yeah. Ruth. Oh, that's right. He did. So. Pangborn know. is Christ. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, well, I'm writing that down. That is blasphemous, and it is also our episode title. <laughs> Moving forward. This is all fact, by the way. I mean, look, I'm we're making connections. Yeah. I feel like that doggo is going to show up any day now. I know. We haven't seen doggo. A <laughs> couple episodes without doggo. Hmm. Not going to lie. I miss him. Mm-hmm. 
I miss him a lot. <laughs> Molly hears all of this going on. She's eavesdropping, like, yeah. Um, Henry goes to her. And what? So she hears all this at her house. Yeah, right. Yeah. From afar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry goes to her house. And says, maybe and I did it. he doubts his own memory while he's talking to her, right? And she says it's not his fault. And Molly, and, you know, while we're watching this, we're thinking, well, you fucking know that you killed him. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe, well, not necessarily, because she has the visions of her doing it. Did she actually do it? Is she being tricked by some kind <gasps> of, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. I just had a thought. Okay, go, go. Spit it out before you forget. <laughs> oh, my God. What if her going into the house wasn't really her going into the house? That's what I'm saying. But it was the kid going into the house and pulling the plug on the respirator, and she just felt like it was her. That's what I'm saying. She could, Maybe like, she doesn't know that she didn't do it. We Yeah, we like everything is sort of up in the air with these visions and stuff. We don't really know anything for fact. That's the problem with why we're having to cover everything that happens on this show. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> We don't know for sure that she did that. Right. Well, and we then, see it happen, but does that mean it actually happened that way? No. Re- and remember, somebody commented on something that we we missed, mm. and it's like, well, I mean, fuck, we take six pages of notes. Like, yeah, we're, we're still missing. We're shit. trying. Yeah. And and Tim uh, and I think it was was it Tim? I don't remember that? who it was that said that. Damn it. Anyway, but yeah. uh, but yeah, the you know. I, like I said with Tim and Sarah, they want more information, or she would like more information on the... How on long the, of a podcast do you want, Sarah? Because we can make <laughs> this a three-hour podcast. This one, I, let's see how much longer Deep dive into it. I have a whole other page and a half to go. Me too. And we're creeping up on an hour, so... Well, here you go. We'll get, we'll get into some overtime, I think, yeah. on this one. Okay, so... But for, for the listeners, we try to aim for an hour. It doesn't always happen. We've had a couple that went over so far. But anyway, it doesn't actually matter. Yeah, back to um, it. She says Molly it takes fault. him into the house and he sleeps in the guest room. Was it the guest room? I think it was. I don't think she slept in that down room. With him. Bow chicka wow wow. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> the way he goes in the house and we see it from afar, like we're we get kind of the feeling like maybe something's going on there. I hope they don't go down that route. I would rather them not be a thing, mm-hmm. a romantic thing. I think that that overcomplicates the story. I think they should stick to staying to the mystery of the box and the kid. And <laughs> the and, mystery of her box. Oh, <laughs> Henry's investigating. <laughs> He's got a deep dive. Henry's got... Oh. Henry's searching for clues way down inside that box. Just Hopefully through. there's not a dirty cereal bowl in there. Ew. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We're getting into real Mike Daffron territory now. I don't know if you've ever heard him on any podcast, but... On the Watchers shows, people can go back and revisit the the Westworld and the mm-hmm. Game of Thrones podcast. I, know, I need I need to listen to the Westworld one since I've I've caught. Mike is now. usually the one that gets perverted. We'll get into that next week, of course. Mm-hmm. Next day, um, Henry. Well, yeah. So the next day we see that yeah he slept over. Caught. Right, Henry is calling uh, Z, mm-hmm. and he's. Saying, uh, well, we don't know what he says because then it cuts to Officer Z, right? He leaves a message or something, yeah, and then it cuts to Officer Z who gets the voicemail. And the voicemail is explaining that he's had a change of plans. There's a you know, 
What's actually cool about this is like there's sort of a storm brewing too. Mm-hmm. Like the, that day is when like it gets really way more cloudy and stuff, and like you get a very ominous feeling of what's about to happen, right? Yes. Um. And he hangs up once Henry starts going further into what the plan is. Everything goes silent for a second. Yeah. Which was really cool, I thought. Yeah. Very ominous. Yeah. Uh, And then we get some more cool music. Right, right. And you see the casket arriving at the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, still in plastic, I think. Oh, yeah, because Ruth sees it. Yeah. And yeah, and and she's she's watching. and She's walking down the street. That's the moment from the trailer where it closes up shot in in her her face. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, is she crying there? I think she might be crying there. I don't Can't think remember. she cries. I think she just is like taken aback that she sees it. Yeah. She knows it's his. Yeah. Somehow she knows that it's his. Um, so Zin. So Zin. 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 <laughs> I told you his name. Z listens to uh, the message. He uh, Henry's leaving the town. He's make Henry's pretty much just making excuses, and he's gonna. He wants try the kid to, to the, take the subtle. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, Z hangs up on it. Silence. Then we go to the security room. Um, that tells I, him to smile. Oh my god, again. I hate this lady again so much. Um, and this is when the music starts. And all yeah, and also no smile from Henry this time. No. Which is also foreboding and, kind of thing. And, and the song uh, is Roy Orbison. Crying. Yeah, an amazing. Great song. Amazing score for this. Great song. Um, and he put he puts X's on the right, screens. Right, right. And, and Which is different from what he did before. So we're like, okay, well, whatever is going to happen now is not good. No. Um, yeah. He then immediately pulls a gun from the office safe where they lock up uh-huh. these things in case there's a riot or something. They have them all locked up. Um, on the monitors, which I loved how they, they played this out. They shot this. We see on the monitors, Z goes out with the gun and he kills several guards, many guards, all over like, and the camera pans around to the different monitors with X's on them. Yeah. The guards that are like frantically trying to get through locked doors. He's all over the prison. Yeah. And then the other, and then (laughs) the great one is you see on the monitor where like three people are like running and he just walks past them. And they don't even, because they don't know it's him. Mm-hmm. And he just walks past them, turns around, boom, get that guy, right. boom, boom, get the next two. And by this time, the alarm's going off. Yeah, and, and then we see, well, we we saw previously, because you see on the monitor before he starts killing people that Henry's there. Mm-hmm. And so you see Henry. Get, sit down in the office. Yeah, and the whole time this is going on, the only thing you're hearing is the song crying. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not hearing gunfire or anything right, like right. that. So... You don't um, you don't know really what Henry's hearing, but you assume he's hearing the alarm, right. he's hearing gunfire, because he gets curious and walks into the warden's office. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then, <laughs> so, so um, that other guard comes in and tells him to sit the fuck down. That's right. That he tells Henry to sit, chill out and sit down, yeah. and then. Uh, and Z then comes in, shoots him. That's shoots the guard that, that he's been officer. palling around with a little bit. And, yeah. And um, and Z is not, but we should mention, he's not shooting any prisoners whatsoever. He's no. not just randomly shooting. Only guards. He's only targeting guards. Yes. Um, who, you know, throughout us seeing Z, like, we know that he, he has been 
He's been witnessing all these guards, all of them, do horrible, horrible shit. Yeah. Especially in this episode, we see them beating prisoners as he's walking in and stuff. So they're all bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's snapped. And he comes in and he tells... Uh, he tells Henry, I want to testify, and immediately is shot by SWAT. And it looks like as soon as or he Or there's said, a flash grenade, and then... Yeah, yeah. and it, it looks like he almost wakes up from mm-hmm. whatever trance he's been in. Right. As soon as he shoots that last guard, and it's he like says, he I want to testify, it's like he wakes up in his yeah. face, like, oh shit. Well, see, <laughs> the thing is, with him saying, I want to testify, that kind of means he doesn't necessarily know what he's just done. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Because he couldn't testify if he just shot a bunch of people, so he got, he's not he's not thinking straight. You got to you got to think he doesn't know what's what he just did. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I so or, or he's gone completely insane. Or the kid just put that thought in his yeah, head, yeah, and then he did it, and then as soon as he completed it, he was like, "I want to testify because mm-hmm. that's the last thing I remember is mm-hmm. I want to tell you this," and then he immediately gets gunned down. Yeah. So sad. And we just see Henry with like blood. Blood on all him. over him. And uh we no longer have a go between with no. the kid and Henry, you know? It's where sad. it's it's sorta of, yeah. And it, like we've said on a couple of episodes before this, Z's been like our guy. He's a good guy, yeah. Yeah, we're we side with him, we know he's right, you know. We want we wanna see him get out of this town. And he's got a he's wife a, and a baby on yeah, the way. Yeah, he's a virtuous person. You know, he's he in this town of insane, crazy people. He's he's our he's our like knight. Mm-hmm. You know, so now we don't get that, and I'm honestly not that surprised that he's dead because like good just doesn't survive in this town. No, I felt bad though, and then I felt really bad because I was like just saying his name completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> We've done your wrong. Poor guy. Yeah. So rest in peace, Officer Z. Yep. Um, So now that was the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, That was a great episode. It was a great episode. I'm excited to watch the next one. But the next episode looks good. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I did write down a couple of thoughts or theories. Um, Henry, I think. Possibly what could happen is that Henry does end up getting the kid out soon. Uh, but it only increases the violence in the town instead of... It only makes shit <laughs> Nothing worse. Nothing good can come from yeah. this. Well, they, and they said, like, don't ever let him see the light of day. Mm-hmm. And now, well, he technically already has. Yeah. But, uh, you know, him getting out is what they meant. You know what I mean? Um, I also wrote down the Pangborn may stop Henry's progress in some way to get him to not let him out. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know how things are going to shake out. It's sort of up in the air at this point. It's weird. I did not. I honestly didn't expect Z to get killed, but, um, you know, that's why I'm sort of like not really sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Henry... It was a badass way to go out, though. But Henry, yeah, but Henry certainly is not leaving the town now. No, not anymore. There's like no his way. plan was like, okay, I'm headed out. Yeah. Oh, oh. So um, when, this got awkward. <laughs> right. When okay, so when Officer Z was going around killing everybody, did he kill the assistant deputy warden or who? I don't was? think so. Because you see, like on the monitors, there was a guy in like a suit. 
that mm-hmm. was going into one of the rooms mm-hmm. and he definitely like pops that guy a couple more times. Yeah. Um, but he didn't know if it was him or not because they didn't really show close up and then you don't see him afterwards. I'm pretty sure it was just guards, but I, you know, we, we may be corrected. We, you know, cause I can't imagine that guy dying. Without, I don't think so. You know, anything else. I think he's going to be further involved in whatever is going to lead to him getting out. We got to see or not getting out. You know what I mean? The kid, I mean. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, let's do the winner you, before you want to do sneak peek of five. We'll do that at the very end. So okay. let's let's uh, announce who wins the Church Creed Memorial Award for audience, for audience participation. Such a mouthful. It is That's what she <laughs> on <said>. purpose. <laughs> You're full of dirty jokes today. Yeah. Was that a knee slapper you just <laughs> did too? <laughs> I'm high on surge. <laughs> I'm jacked up on coffee, by the way. <laughs> this is my uh, third and fourth cup of the day. Nice. So, sweet. Um, winner for this week, since I almost missed a amazing Twilight Zone Easter egg, I feel like it has to go to Amanda Rusnick. Yes. Congratulations. We'll get, we get some claps on mic. Amanda... You will get a certificate. We'll take a picture of it tomorrow because we don't have it with us tonight. The printer just fucked it up, yeah, the right? Printer, you know? The printer that ate printed, it. The print, well, the printing company. Because yeah. I mean, this is a legit you yeah. know, certificate. So we had yeah. to go through a printing company. And Technically, <sighs> the printer itself, also a box. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, The world is full of boxes. It really is. There's a box just, sitting on the table in front of us right now. Did you ever watch that show, Weeds? Uh, I dipped in a little bit here and there. So the intro song was was Little Boxes. Oh. <laughs> Is it referring little... to her little box? No. Oh. It was a cute little song. You're like, that was a terrible joke. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. <laughs> so congratulations, Amanda. We yes. managed to squeeze in a dirty box joke in the middle of your uh, award ceremony. Um, we will post a photo of it. I will hand deliver it to you when I see you next talking to you amanda not you debbie across the table from me um it will have your very own special unique kitty sticker on it and your name i'll try to pick one that looks like her cat bobby okay Uh, i found more stickers so we have a bigger oh my god we have so many we have a unbelievable amount of stick we'll take a picture of the stickers too and post that um no idea where they came from but I don't either. They just appeared. Sparkly cat stickers just appear in your house. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So we got that out of the way. Cat count. Uh, Venom is winning. Uh, he was the only one who made noises. Yeah, so he added two. He's got six. He's got six at the end of this episode. We'll take a picture of that too before we leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last thing we have to do is the... Debbie's sneak peek of next episode. I have not seen the sneak peek trailer, but you have. I have. Go ahead and explain to me what you saw. All right. So it's a lot of stuff again. Okay. Uh, The kid gets out. Seriously? Seriously. Are you sure it's not just like a vision or something? I'm pretty sure. um, Because Henry says to him, no one knows you're out. Let's keep it that way. Oh, shit. Shit is right. Um, and then we cut to Ruth and Alan, and she says she feels something bad is happening. Then we cut to Molly saying something is wrong with that kid. And then we cut... Talking about what kid? 
the kid. Oh, okay. I assume. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we don't know. She just says there's something wrong with that kid. Maybe she's talking about the kids she was with earlier. <laughs> the weird <laughs> mask kids. <laughs> the animal children. Yeah. Um, then we see the scene that we saw in the trailer, which is Ruth standing on the edge of the bridge. Okay. And Henry screams, Mom. And the last thing that we see is Alan asking the kid, are you the devil? Wow. So we get a scene between them. Mm-hmm. This next episode is going to be good. awesome. I know. I'm excited. I'm going to need a whole new brand new notebook. <laughs> and apparently, according to Facebook posts, even at the end of this episode, we're going to be like, what? what? And we're going to have to see more. I know. And we're going to. And then we're going to cover it on this show. Which you can easily subscribe to by going to watchersonthecouch.com slash subscribe. Tim made a dedicated page. Oh, look at him. And it has links to everywhere that you would listen to this show. So, we'll see you, I guess, if everything goes to plan, we'll do another episode tomorrow. And that'll mean listeners will get two this week. And then we'll be actually on time with the show so i know because you'll get screwed us over with those first three. exactly we've been playing ketchup ever since yeah um you'll get <clears throat> an episode wednesday it will premiere we'll record that for an episode a podcast for that episode and then it will go up the week of it's amazing it's amazing it's crazy how that works <laughs> We already would have been on schedule if my work were not total Nazis like the fucking Desjardins family were, apparently. Mm-hmm. And that's going to do it for this week. Mm. We'll see you Wednesday. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.